Hi, hello and welcome to Yogi's Podbox. It's been quite a long time I have been doing some podcast with you. All right, let's get back to the sessions quickly as possible and um for now I have something interesting about the great warrior and the king Tipu Sultan. Uh we all know that Tipu Sultan's palace is in Bangalore, India. It's an example of Indo-Islamic architecture and was the summer residence of the Mysorean ruler Tipu Sultan. Hyder Ali commenced its construction within the walls of the Bangalore fort and it was completed during the reign of Tipu Sultan in 1791. After Tipu Sultan's death in the Fourth Anglo-Mysore War, the British administration used this place for its secretariat before moving to Atara Kacheri in 1868. Today it's an archaeological survey of India maintains the palace which is located at the center of old bangalore near the kalasipalem bus stand and as a tourist spot yes this is a tourist spot now so uh talking about the structure and how it was built uh let's say it was like a uh, built in entirely teak wood and stands adorned with pillars arches and balconies It is believed that Tipu Sultan used to connect his darbar which is called the court from the eastern and western balconies of the upper floor. There are four smaller rooms in the corners of the first floor which were called the zinana quarters. There are beautiful floral motifs embellishing the walls of the palace. The site the palace also holds a painting of grand throne visualized by Tipu Sultan himself. coated with gold sheets and stuck with precious emerald stones tipu sultan had vowed never to use it until he completely defeated the british army after tipu sultan's death the british dismantled the throne and auctioned its parts as it was too expensive for a single person to buy the whole thing the palace and the rooms in the ground floor have been converted into a small museum today showcasing various achievements of Tipu Sultan and his administration there are newly adorned i mean the newly done portraits of the people and places of that time uh, well there is a replica of Tipu's tiger too they say which is in the Victoria and Albert Museum in London today Tipu Sultan's clothes and his crown are present in silver and gold pedestals The silver vessels given by a general of Hyder Ali is also displayed there. The horticulture department government of Tamil Nadu I mean the government of Karnataka maintains the area in front of the palace as a garden and lawn. This piece of information about Tipu Sultan is quite beautiful and the place is well maintained even till today. So when you have options to come to India or when you are going to places around India of a people who are already in these places or people who uh, want to visit these areas please do visit tipu sultan's palace it's a monumental heritage it's it's awesome and um, when you talk about these many places it 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 uh, makes us think about think about the uh, the ruling kingdom and the people who lived during those eras and the kind of construction and the archaeological uh, 
the archaeological kind of construction which was way more uh, attractive and knowledgeable for people who are doing architecture today to understand how these are being built and what kind of uh, materials have been used and this is still a, a golden monument when when people talk about india they certainly know about the the best kings and we know about tipu sultan and his palace still remains as a big monument for visitors even today and the next one what i'm going to talk about is the buddhist kanheri caves uh this kanheri the kanhasala krishnagiri kanhagiri of ancient inscriptions was a major buddhist center in the north of mumbai well kanheri is located in the island of uh, salset or the salsate and around 6 miles from thana the caves are excavated in volcanic breccia the hills rising at places to 1550 degree above the main sea level the mean the main sea level it's top of, it's it's so high on that the above sea level uh the dimensions or the um, the level of height it indicates to Kanheri is credited or rather it has been credited with the largest number of uh, cave excavations in a single hill to the west is the borivili uh, hill and across the creek is the arabian sea uh, kanheri thrived due to its proximity to ancient seaport towns like sopara the so called surpaka the supara of greek or the subar of arab writers the ancient capital of northern konkan kalyan a thriving port chemula the samula of greek geographers chemula of uh, selaras on the island of trombe the earlier name of mumbai the other ancient localities nearby were vasia perhaps we call them vasai or basin sri stanara or thana and Goda Bandar It is generally believed that Buddhism was uh, was uh, first arriving in Aparanta or maybe the Buddhism first arrived in Aparanta western India at Sopara the place which is very close to Kanheri The caves here were excavated as uh, early as mid 3rd century BC and were in occupation right up to the 11th century AD they were uh, mentioning about uh, the last uh, early visitors like the uh, portuguese in the 16th century ad and uh, other travelers and voyages of uh, europe the voyages of europe of the numerous donor inscriptions found here one can find mentions of ancient cities like uh, sopara nasik chamula kalyan denu uh, kakata and modern amravati in gunter district of uh, andhra pradesh which is the dhanya kataka or denu kakata uh, they say kakata okay dhanya kataka the modern amravati in gunter district of andhra pradesh the donors were from different classes of the society from the members of the royal families to the commoners the prominent among the royal families mentioned in the inscriptions are Gautami Putra Satakarani these were all ages i mean 106 to 130 ad period of time and uh, vashish vashi 
ವಶಿಷ್ಠಪುರ ಐ ಥಿಂಕ್ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ವಶಿಷ್ಠಿಪುರ ನೋ ನೋ ವಶಿಷ್ಠಿಪುತ್ರ ಆರ್ ದ ವಶಿಷ್ಠಿಪುತ್ರ ಶ್ರೀ ಪುಲುಮಾವಿ ದಟ್ಸ್ ದ ನೇಮ್ ಶ್ರೀ ಯಜ್ಞ ಸತಕಾರ್ಣಿ ದಟ್ಸ್ ಅನದರ್ ನೇಮ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಮಾಧರಿ ಪುತ್ರ ಸಾಕಸೇನ ಮಾಧರಿ ಪುತ್ರ ಸಕಸೇನ ಆರ್ ದ ಸಾಕಸೇನ ಮಾಧರಿ ಪುತ್ರ ತರ್ಡ್ ಸೆಂಚುರಿ ನೇಮ್ಸ್ ದೀಸ್ ವೇರ್ ಆಲ್ ಲೈಕ್ ದ ರೂಲರ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಸಾತವಾಹನ ಡೈನಾಸಿಟಿ ಹೂಸ್ ಏನ್ಷಿಯನ್ ಕ್ಯಾಪಿಟಲ್ ವಾಸ್ ಪ್ರತಿಸ್ಥನ ದರ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ಮಾಡರ್ನ್ ಫೈಥನ್ ಆರ್ ದ ಫೈಥಾನ್ ಡಿಸ್ಟ್ರಿಕ್ ಔರಂಗಾಬಾದ್ ಅಮೋಘ ವರ್ಷ ಆಫ್ ದ ರಾಷ್ಟ್ರಕುಟ ಡೈನಾಸ್ಟಿ ಡೇಟೆಡ್ ಇನ್ ಏಯ್ಟೀನ್ ಫಿಫ್ಟಿ ತ್ರೀ ಎ ಡಿ ಎಕ್ಸೆಟ್ರಾ ದೀಸ್ ಆರ್ ಆಲ್ ದ ಓಲ್ಡ್ ಪುರಾಣ ನೇಮ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಏರಿಯಾಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಕೈಂಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಆರಿಜಿನಲ್ಟಿ ಐ ಮೀನ್ ದ ದ ಲಿವಿಂಗ್ ದ ಪ್ಲೇಸಸ್ ವಿಚ್ ಎಕ್ಸಿಸ್ಟೆಡ್ ಇನ್ ದೋಸ್ ಎ ಡಿ ಬಿಟ್ವೀನ್ ಏಟ್ ಹಂಡ್ರೆಡ್ಸ್ ನೈನ್ ಹಂಡ್ರೆಡ್ ಎ ಡಿಸ್ ಮಚ್ ಬಿಫೋರ್ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ಆಸ್ ವೆಲ್ ದ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಕೊವೇಷನ್ಸ್ ಎಟ್ ಕನ್ಹರಿ ಟುಡೇ ಆರ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಫಾಲೋವಿಂಗ್ ಟೈಪ್ಸ್ ಚೈತ್ಯಗೃಹಸ್ ದ ಪ್ಲೇಸ್ ಆಫ್ ವರ್ಷಿಪ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಬುದ್ಧಿಸ್ಟ್ ಕಮ್ಯುನಿಟಿ ದ ವಿಹಾರಸ್ ಆರ್ ಮೊನಾಸ್ಟ್ರೀಸ್ ದೇ ಕನ್ಸಿಸ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಸಿಂಗಲ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಮಲ್ಟಿಪಲ್ ಸೆಲ್ತ್ ವೇರ್ ದ ಬುದ್ಧಿಸ್ಟ್ ಮಾಂಗ್ಸ್ ರಿಸೈಡೆಡ್ ಪೋದಿಸ್ ಆರ್ ವಾಟರ್ ಸಿಸ್ಟಮ್ಸ್ ವಿಚ್ ವೇರ್ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಕವೇಟೆಡ್ ಇಂಜಿನಿಯಸ್ಲಿ ಟು ಟ್ರ್ಯಾಪ್ ದ ರೈನ್ ವಾಟರ್ ರಾಧರ್ ರೈನ್ ವಾಟರ್ ಸ್ಟೋರೇಜ್ ಡಿವೈಸ್ ಕೈಂಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಸ್ಟೋರ್ ದೆಮ್ ಫಾರ್ ಯೂಸ್ ಡ್ಯೂರಿಂಗ್ ಸಮರ್ ಪೀರಿಯಡ್ಸ್ ರಾಕೆಟ್ ಬೆಂಚಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಸೀಡ್ಸ್ ವೇರ್ ದೇರ್ ಸ್ಟಿಲ್ ಯು ಕೆನ್ ಸೀ ಆಲ್ ದೀಸ್ ಥಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ದ ರಿಮೈನ್ಸ್ ಅಟ್ ಕನ್ಹೆರಿ ದ ಬಿಗಿನಿಂಗ್ ಆಫ್ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಕವೇಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ರಾಕೆಟ್ ಕೇವ್ಸ್ ಕೋವಿನ್ ಸೈಟ್ಸ್ ವಿತ್ ದ ಇಂಟ್ರೊಡಕ್ಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ಬುದ್ಧಿಸಮ್ ಇನ್ ಅಪಾರಂತ ದ ಕೇವ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಜನರಲಿ ಸ್ಮಾಲ್ consisting of a single cell with a front pillared veranda approached by a flight of steps the caves invariably contain a cistern for storing water the initial excavations were very small and plain devoid of any decorative motifs the pillars were plain squares or octagons in those times and did not have the pot base which was introduced later The most prominent among the excavations at Kanheri is the cave number 3 which is Chaitya Griha or the Chaitya Griha which was excavated during the period of Yajna Santakarani or Yajna Satakarani This Chaitya Griha is one of the largest in India second only the I mean the, uh, second only to the one at Kale district in Pune uh, the Chaitya Griha closely resembles the one at Kale On plan it consists of a large rectangular hall with an upsidal back and a veranda and a spacious court of course in the front with the dimensions of hall being like a 26 by 13 by 12 in length breadth and height a row of around 34 pillars divide the hall into a central nave and flanking aisles the roof of the nave is barrel vaulted while that of the aisles is flat there are evidences of provision of wooden rafters to the vaulted ceiling of nave which are gone now the pillars of the hall are not uniform and of different styles and shapes and devoid of symmetry a stupa is provided at the apse of the hall which measures around 4.9 meters in diameter and 6.7 meters in height the facade of the hall or the facade of the hall is pierced by three doors with two groups of two couples each group carved in the oblong recesses between the doors 
A huge Chaitya window bereft of any ornamentation was provided for the passage of light. Look how they have thought about all these things in ancient times. The side walls are sculptured or extensively with two massive images of standing Buddha in Varada Mudra or in Varada Mudra and other Bodhisattva images. These sculptures were added later and are attributed to around the 5th and 6th centuries. Now near the Chaitya Griha once existed two sculptural I mean the uh, structural changes or the structural stupas. One of the stupas in stone yielded two copper urns containing ashes, a small gold box containing a piece of cloth, a silver box, a ruby, a pearl, pieces of gold and two copper plates. One of them dated way back in 324 AD. The other one stupa was uh, of brick which yielded an inscription stone with characters dated to around uh, 5th or 6th century AD. Cave 1 is an unfinished Chaityagraha. Originally planned to have a double-storied veranda and a porch. Apart from the pillar to hall, apart from the pillar hall, the cave is dated around uh, 5th to 6th century AD and as the pillars were uh, compressed cushion or a malaka top appears generally during this period. Now cave 11 which is also known as Darbar Hall consists of huge hall with a front veranda. The hall has shrine on its back wall and cells on two sides. The floor of the hall too, low stone benches resembling cave 5 of Ellora. Can you believe this? Buddha in Dharma Chakra Parvartana Mudra adorns the shrine. Dharma Chakra Parvartana Mudra adorns the shrine. The word itself is Dharma Chakra Parvartana is twisting, tongue twister kind. The cave has four inscriptions of different periods. One dated in Saka 775 of the reign of Rashtrakuta king Amogavarsha and his feudatory. The Silhara prince, Kapadin. The inscription records the donation of various gifts and funds provided for the purchase of books and repairs to the damages. Well, the sculptural art here can be seen in caves love numbers 2, 3, 41, 67, 89, 90, etc. The image of Buddha is generally shown either standing or in seated posture. The latter, in some cases, are flanked by Bodhisattva and in rare cases with their concerts. Avalokiteswara is the other prominent figure apart from Buddha who finds importance here. Avalokiteswara, who refused Buddhahood till the liberation of all beings, could be seen prominently in caves number 2, 41 and in 90, delivering his devotees from the eight great perils, namely, the shipwreck, conflagration, wild elephant, lion, serpent, robber, captivity and demon or the demon. Another interesting sculpture of uh, Avalokiteshwara is found in cave number 41, which is a four-armed eleven-faced one, the only of its kind in India. The cult of this form was popular in China, Chinese Turkestan, Cambodia and Japan during the age-old times of 7th and 8th centuries. The Jataka stories are also found depicted 
as that of Deepankara Jataka in Cave 67 to cite an example. The Buddhist establishment at Kanheri has an interesting evidence in the form of small sculptural stupas built on the floor of some of the caves. Such stupas were noticed in caves 33, 38, etc. These stupas often contained large number of clay tablets inscribed in 10th century characters of the Buddhist creed. Another notable feature is the presence of a cemetery located on an isolated and secluded terrace. Here, both stone-built and brick structural stupas are found erected on the shard or the charred remains of distinguished monks. So these are the remains of uh, the great uh, place where you can find the kind of um, Kanheri caves where you can have all the uh, Buddhist stupas and many, many, many things which is spellbounding even today. Notice these kind of information and uh, when you go and see all these things and the carvings and the stupas, this is really spellbounding to so many of tourist uh, visitors today. Well, the next one I have in mind is about the uh, Jantar Mantar, which is probably you have heard about that in uh, Delhi. And um, the Jantar Mantar, what is the kind of prefix it's attached to? Is the altered form of the word Jantra, which was derived from the word Yantra, that is called an instrument in English. The second word Mantra has originated from the term Mantrana, that means calculate in English. In English, it means calculate. The monument, which was built in the early 18th century, got heavily damaged during the revolt of 1857. The Samrat Yantra, Jayaprakash Yantra and Misra Yantra are the three major instruments out of the 13 instruments located in Jantar Mantar. The purpose of Samrat Yantra was to measure time as well as to measure drift and other interconnected coordinates of certain celestial bodies. The purpose of Jayaprakash Yantra was to help an observer to position the stars in the sky with certain markings. The purpose of Misra Yantra was to conclude the longest and shortest days of the year. This important monument has also been enlisted as a UNESCO World Heritage Site. The other four similar monuments are located in different cities of northwestern India, which are Jaipur, Ujjain, Mathura and Varanasi. This ancient monument was constructed out of brick, rubble or the ruble, and then plastered with limestone. The monument also comprises of a small temple of Bhairava. It's a mode of indication of time and uh, calculation of the celestial things that goes across which governs the universe. Jantar Mantar. This place is very unique and it's in uh, the Kanur place in New Delhi. And uh, it's now a sightseeing place for tourists and one of the ancient monuments of India. I'll catch you again with yet another important and beautiful monuments and marvels of India. Until then, stay happy, eat healthy and have fun all time. Bye. You're listening to Yogi's Podbox. Thanks for listening. 
बाय